And good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, November the 5th. And you're listening to Mornings with Mr. Williams. And today we're going to be finishing the top 10 list that we began uh, on Tuesday about our former presidents. And really it was not so much a top 10, but we're just talking about the first 10 presidents and how they're important in kind of shaping uh, this country. And just to uh, refresh your memory, we talked about George Washington, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson. So coming in at number four was James Madison. He served from 1809 to 1817 in the Democratic-Republican Party. Um, his defining event was the president of the, his presidency was the War of 1812. And in response to British attempts to restrict the U.S. trade, James Madison signed a declaration of war against Great Britain on June the 18th of 1812. Uh, the United States suffered many costly losses during this three-year conflict, which included the burning of the nation's capital in Washington, D.C. in 1814. But there were some big victories, too, such as the Battle of New Orleans. Coming to number five is James Monroe. Uh, he served from 1817 to 1825, once again, the Democratic-Republican Party. Um, his presidency is often called the era of good feelings, and a newfound spirit of patriotism had swept the country after a successful campaigns by American troops to repel the British forces at New York, Baltimore, and New Orleans. After his election, Monroe embarked on a goodwill tour that strove to downplay partisan politics and instead focus on national unity. In 1820, uh, Monroe signed the Missouri Compromise, which paired entrance to the Union of Missouri, a slave state, with Maine, a free state, and it barred slavery north and west of Missouri forever. James, uh, James Monroe's famous 1823 address to Congress, known as the Monroe Doctrine, warned European powers that the United States would not tolerate further colonization in the Americas, and the doctrine would become a cornerstone of American foreign policy. Uh, next on the list is John Quincy Adams, uh, National Republican Party from 1825 to 1829, this was the son of the former U.S. President, John Adams. Uh, he won the election of 1824 by a one-vote electoral college margin over war hero Andrew Jackson. And this narrow victory caused a split in the Democratic-Republican Party. Uh, he was a proponent of universal education and the development of art and science. Uh, though most of his political initiatives did uh, fail to find support in a divided Congress. Uh, during his presidency, he oversaw the completion of the Erie Canal, which is a 363-mile waterway that opened much of the Midwest to shipping. Next on the list is Andrew Jackson. He served from 1829 to 1837. His party was the Democrat. He was considered the first frontier president. And unlike previous presidents from wealthy, well-educated families, his family grew up in poverty in a cabin in the Appalachian Mountains of Tennessee. He had little formal education, but he rose to national fame after leading the United States to victory in the Battle of New Orleans during the War of 1812. He is considered the founder of the modern-day Democratic Party. After a loss to John Quincy Adams in the previous election, Jackson and his followers broke away from the Democratic-Republican Party and formed the Democrats. So it was now the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, he was a bit of a controversial figure. Uh, he supported states' rights and slavery's expansion into the new Western territories. Uh, he used the power of presidential veto more than any previous president, and he vetoed 12 bills. 
Uh, the only major piece of legislation to pass was the Indian Removal Act of 1830, which authorized the federal government to forcibly remove Native American tribes from existing uh, states east of the Mississippi River. And this difficult and deadly journey for these Native Americans was known as the Trail of Tears. Next on the list is Martin Van Buren from 1837 to 1841, also a Democrat. And he had the distinction of becoming the first U.S. president to be born an American citizen. All presidents before him had been born in colonial America, which were subjects of the British crown. His one-term presidency was marked by the financial panic of 1837, which resulted in a really bad economic depression. All right, William Henry Harrison, 1841. The Whig Party, that's spelled W-H-I-G. It was the shortest in U.S. history, only 32 days long. He caught a cold on Inauguration Day on March 4th, and he died of pneumonia one month later on April the 4th, 1841, and he was the first U.S. president to die in office. And finally, coming at number 10 on the list, the last one, John Tyler. This is a name I did not remember. Uh, his term was from 1841 to 1845. Uh, once again, he was part of the Whig Party, and he became the U.S. president after uh, President Harrison died. And he was the first vice president to succeed to the presidency without an election. And also the first U.S. president to face impeachment. Members of his own party attempted to impeach him after he vetoed two bills that would have fulfilled Harrison's campaign promises of establishing a central national bank. The impeachment was unsuccessful, although Tyler was removed from the Whig party. All right, guys, that rounds out our top 10. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of information um, on the presidents who helped found and form uh, this country. All right, guys, have a happy Thursday, and we will see you again tomorrow.